All right, welcome to this week's episode of Extreming Disney, the podcast focused on all things Disney+. And if you came in thinking you were going to listen to us talk about Darby O'Gill and the little people, the leprechaun fooled you because instead we're going to be talking about the um, the Disney Channel live-action movie, The Luck of the Irish, which I don't know comparatively if we could say this is better or worse. I guess we'll decide it during this podcast. Um, so this is kind of a, a change of what was originally planned. Um, and so I asked my good friend, um, one of my best friends, Mike Kendall, to come on with his wife, Becky, to talk about this week's episode, to watch the movie and let us know our thoughts on it. So, Mike, Becky, thanks for Hello, coming. Hello, top of the morning to you, boy. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I think, Mike, you need to talk like that for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> I don't know if I'd be able to, but. <laughs> oh, man. So you might remember Mike um, for coming on before when him and our other good friend, uh, Chris Hardiman, came on and we talked about a couple episodes of Boy Meets World. Um, but Mike, I contacted him kind of last minute and he said he would come on and talk about this classic masterpiece from our childhood um from the 90s so um yeah thanks for coming yeah i mean you know you you told me that you'd give me a 100 bucks for doing it so of course (laughs) you know i'm here uh no um no yeah this is uh, it's fun to be back um and with my beautiful wife this time yay (laughs) um Hey, Becky, how's it's it going? It's going good. It's going really good. I have to correct you. So, Luck of the Iris was actually early 2000s. I believe it was 2000, maybe 2001. Definitely definitely uh, post-90s, but it felt pretty old. You did your research <laughs> on this. Yep. We looked at the Disney page and saw that it said 2000, or I don't know. High school. I was a freshman in high school when it came out. I remember that St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Yeah. So, have you guys, growing up, did you guys ever get into St. Patrick's Day? Uh, you know, my, my family is Irish, but we're just, it's like our last name is Irish. It's not like we do all the Irish stuff. So the, 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 the main gist of it was my mom made corned beef and cabbage and my dad. Corned beef and cabbage. Yeah. <laughs> um, I hated cabbage. I like it now. I didn't like it as a kid. Same. Um, so, so that you're very familiar with a lot of this. A little bit. Yeah. I mean, they, they definitely brought in some like old time traditions that people did in Ireland like hundreds of years ago and they tried to like make it like more modern I guess with this family which was kind of funny and then you know with me being like the the Scottish heritage thing I'm all like (laughs) ah yeah ooh I don't like this movie (laughs) he's looking for the bagpipes these are my foes no I don't know (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, and we got William Wallace, and we got I don't I don't know Becky. Who would who could we say for you? Uh, who's that girl from Brave? Y- yeah, there you go. yeah. I've always wanted long red hair like that. <laughs> Which the mom in this movie she ends up really yeah. starting to look like, you know. But anyway, anyway, before before we get too far into it, um, what's new with you guys? Like. Anything you guys want to tell the listeners? Anything to kind of help them get to know you guys a little bit more? And I don't know. I'm kind of throwing the ball over to you guys. Yeah, well, we, um, we've we lived in Troy for many years, and we just recently moved into um, into the country a little bit. We're in Selkirk, New York, and we're running an Airbnb. We're like live-in innkeepers in this beautiful historic mansion um, that was once owned and, and built by a Supreme Court judge. Um, it's called Pelts Estate. It's been super fun. It's still early. We're figuring it out. 
and we are maintaining 8,000 square feet day in and day out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow, that's, that's asking a lot of my good friend Mike over there. I yeah. think, you know, maintaining is not always that. <laughs> I don't like that word. All. Maintenance, not a good word. <laughs> no, I'm sure you guys are yeah, doing great. No, it's, You're it's, a great time. A, it's a blast. It's a lot of fun. It's way more fun. Sorry, GameStop, but it's way more fun than working at GameStop full time. <laughs> uh, but well, yeah, hopefully the corporate, you know, overlords are not listening to this <laughs> yeah, podcast right. right now. Um, but you guys said this. Is yeah, on it's Airbnb. on Airbnb. We've been open since Thanksgiving, um, and you know, we're just hoping to expand and kind of figure out uh, the best business strategy, like getting more weddings and, and events and functions and things like that. The property's gorgeous. Lots of, there's lots of renovating that needs to happen, but um, the house is, is ready for guests. So it's been a lot of fun. I can bake and I'm also a massage therapist, so I can massage, offer in, in sweet massages for the guests. So it's been, it's been a real treat. And I know how to, and I know how to so take you- orders and do things that are told of me. <laughs> You're, yeah, you're a good one. Yeah, boy, I'm the you're grunt. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> oh man, that's that's awesome, man. I can't. And I, I gotta say, I've seen the estate, um, listeners. It is beautiful. We were there for a wedding um, a couple years ago. Mike's sister got married there, and it's awesome. It's really cool. And if you're listeners, you should check it out. If you're looking to get a little bit of a getaway, and you're going to be kind of in the capital district area of you know albany but yeah it's nice because you're not too far from some cities but you are um secluded it it feels like you're really tucked away right Mm -hmm. in selkirk yeah it's about 20 minutes 25 minutes south of albany um yeah but yeah okay and do me a favor just because i i i want to make sure i get it correct can you spell the name uh yeah pelts estate p-e-l-t-z estate okay P-E-L-T-Z. Cool. Cool. Yeah, guys, everyone, check it out. It's really cool. And um, Jess and I were both looking forward to coming out and doing a visit and hang out with you guys at some point. Awesome. You know, that would be a lot of fun. For sure. Um, As we're recording this, Jess and I have just recently moved. So we're in a new place. Um, So we're really excited about that. And we're unpacking and kind of reorienting ourselves and looking at furniture and moving and like probably going to be spending more money than we want but we're saving a bunch of money by living here it's good it's really cool so we're gonna we're really excited and we got the the moving mm-hmm. bug as well so it must be in the COVID. water or something <laughs> <Yeah>. you <laughs> okay we we are actually in a little bit of a oh. mini quarantine right now we are kind of we're not officially like nobody's telling us to but we're like maybe it's a good idea but we're kind of using this as a time to help us kind of get unpacked Perfect. and figured out and all that jazz. Yeah. So, yes, yes. Well, hey, let's let's get into. Uh, I was about to say Darby O'Gill and the Little People. I mean That's to say right. Luck of the Irish. Um, Mike, I want to start with you. Do you have any what memories do you have of this movie? Oh man, uh, I mean, I don't know if I have any specific memories that are related to the movie. I just remember it you know when it was um it was like a new movie you know like the like the new disney original luck of the irish like i remember when they would come out with a disney original each month or whatever and um i don't know that just 
I just remember seeing it when it first came out. Um, the kid, the main character, I remember him. And he was in another Disney original, Smart but House. yeah, Smart House. Well, but he was in. Yeah, he's, yeah, he was like in five. Yeah, he was. He was in a bunch of. I just remember he. Yeah, he was definitely like he was like one of the Disney kids, you know. Um, but yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I have any specific memories tied to this movie, other than just remembering when it came out and like watching it that night. Like we would always watch the mm-hmm. Disney original movie when it first came out, even though we didn't really care. I didn't really care about it, but you know, it's like. <laughs> you know whatever we're just kids it's not like we're gonna watch something else you know yeah i feel like for some reason i I didn't have disney channel growing up but we would always like hang out at your house your house yeah disney Disney was on like 24 7 (laughs) oh my gosh it was an abc family and i remember yes abc family as well yes and i think a a lot of it is due to your your younger sister lauren i feel like she would be way more enthused than anyone else in regards to the Disney. Maybe. I, I also feel like she probably doesn't care at all about it. <laughs> if you ask her, she's like, yeah, I was stupid. <laughs> you know, but I don't know. Like, I never really had a huge um, attraction to any of the Disney original movies. I always thought that they were kind of dumb, but, you know, it's, yeah, right. it's, it's, it, they were entertaining at least to watch. Well, I think that if you're if you're looking for entertainment, I mean, there are some entertaining oh, yeah. moments within this movie yep. for sure. Um, Becky, did did you have you seen this movie um, before? before I, today? I actually don't remember watching it in full. I remember it being on, and I remember um, watching like little bits of it, but it wasn't something that really interests me. So I I never watched it in full before recently. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So. We're gonna we're gonna be able to get our hot takes, our our thoughts on this. I don't I didn't remember a whole lot from this movie. I just remember it being basketball mm-hmm. and I remember the game at the end, and I remember leprechauns <laughs> were a big part of it. So this was this was definitely um fun to watch, I'll tell you. I watched yeah. it very early this morning. Um, but where where should we start, Becky? This is what I want to do. Can you give us a little synopsis? Of oh this boy, movie? okay. Um, Becky? So we've got your your pretty practical. Uh, I, I want to say he's probably fifteen year old jock. You know, the hot shot in school, very lucky kid. Everybody always says, "Oh, you're always you're always good at everything you do." He's star of their basketball team. He's like the cool kid. Yeah, the cool kid. Everybody Actually, wants it, to be him. You know what? That's probably what I do remember. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, no, but fine. that's probably what I do remember. Uh, n- now thinking about it as a memory was remember seeing that kid and being like, "Man, that's the cool kid." Yeah. You know, that's like thinking that when you see it, you're like, "Oh, he's the cool kid." Because there was like, a, I remember, in fact, the trailer when he's like walk he's like dancing in the in the the uh school hallway they're like all dancing and he like does he like dances and he looks up for a second i just remember being like oh like i don't know if i was like he's so cool or if i was like he thinks he's so cool (laughs) but i just remember that like cool kid yeah absolutely well especially for us growing up when we were not cool necessarily in school (laughs) yeah oh my god he's making eye contact with girls Oh my god. He must be cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he Go um, ahead, Bucky. 
he basically is it wants to learn about his heritage they're they're like in the high school they're having this big heritage day um gathering or whatever and he wants to you know be able to contribute and be a part of it in some way and he keeps talking to his parents trying to find out about his roots about his heritage and they're just kind of bouncing around not giving him much information the acting is kind of bad at this point I'd, I'd say the parents are you could tell they're keeping something from him and they're just doing it in the silliest of ways um but the, he's kind of on this journey to figure out his heritage and uh, along the way discovers that not only is he irish um but he comes from leprechauns <laughs> And it, <laughs> yeah, Not and then it's like what, what I was watching it. They were like, he's talking about his heritage, and they're like, oh, like avoiding the question, ignoring him. Like, oh, why, why don't you uh, uh, eat your dinner? Like, we why from, we're from Cleveland? Why couldn't you? Why couldn't you have just been like, oh, well, we don't really know our heritage that much, yeah. or just been like, yeah, we're we have we're Irish, or like something that would have like satisfied yeah. him. You, you know. You could have said we're Irish without being like, you know, you can exclude right. the whole leprechaun thing. Yeah, I don't think you would go, we're Irish, and um, he right. go, are we leprechauns? <laughs> or everyone in the school would go, and hearing that they're Irish, yeah. go, like, Whoa. what about you what know? about saying we come from Cleveland is not suspicious at all? Like, <laughs> you could have just been like, yeah, we're we're Irish. We have we have Irish heritage, but we don't really know that much about it because, you know, we did yeah. we don't have a lot of information about that. Then he would have been like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. And he's he becomes, like, strangely obsessed with this. I don't think I was ever obsessed with knowing my heritage. One this, like, this girl wants to know, place. too, right? The, the girl that's kind of running the committee for this Heritage Day. Who's, like, so in love with him, by the way. You can just tell. Yeah, you can tell. Yeah. He wants to impress her. Her her awful, glossy lips. Her what, what did you say? Her what lips? with him. Yeah. Glossy. Yeah, they're her so lips, glossy. They're like she's like... putting on that lip balm like every 20 seconds. <laughs> my gosh, Kyle's coming. Yeah. <laughs> gotta put on my red lips, right, lip glass. I remember those lip balm days. You got you always have to put it on when you're at your locker before the boys walk by. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember walking by, you know, seeing him put on lip gloss. <sighs> Felt so good. <laughs> And then I we would we would look down right at him because he couldn't make eye contact with him. Like, oh man, yeah, like, but she's like, like I don't know anybody who would be like giving this kid mm-hmm. so much trouble that he doesn't know. He's like, yeah, I don't you know. Have to know where you're like, from. Come on, will you figure it out? Like, yeah, right. Yeah, it's a little obsessive almost. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, oh, what are you gonna do for Heritage Day? Like, there's a thousand people in the school. Why, why does he have to do something for Heritage Day, too? Like, why is she harassing him about it? Like, obviously, she just she has a huge crush on him, and she wants him to be a part of, like, what she is doing. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it also we have to say that this kid, you know, he, he's super lucky, right? Like, everything just keeps going well for him, you know, whether it's acing a test that he just guesses the answers Mm-hmm. just randomly which i feel like i did quite <laughs> and also a bit, and I yeah like why didn't the teacher think that he was um, cheating he just like that. looks at him like huh? oh i don't know whatever like yeah i think if that happened with us a teacher like and you fill it out he sees you fill it out that quickly i think the obvious thing would be guess right so yeah and then and then his basketball game you know that was the whole basketball aspect. We'll get to that later because he's a he's a basketball right. star who never misses a shot. 
um, <laughs> which is what makes him so popular. Um, yeah, and then kind of going back to his parents, I think, yeah, I, the reason why I thought this was a 90s movie, but I guess it definitely, as Becky corrected me on, it's early 2000s. I feel like Ancestry.com would have had like a really good chance here if it was all if it was out to like ha- I don't mm. know get make some money. I was thinking of about movie. the timing. I don't think Ancestry you know? was like, big yet. Right. So if this if you know it's always interesting watching movies from the past, even when they're like relatively not like crazy in the past, but like nineties and. Like, I think about Home Alone, for example. That movie would be totally different if it came out in just 10 years later, you know, um, with the internet mm-hmm. and with cell phones and stuff like that. But I feel like with this, it would have been, it would have been totally, it would have been a totally different movie. I think it would have been easier to really search. Um, yeah, and just like, there's, there's his stuff with his parents. I actually, I have to say, I think the dad is my really? favorite actor in this whole movie. <laughs> Okay, I gotta hear this. <laughs> yeah, because he he just made me laugh, and he's just kind of like he's so low key, just kind of like, all right, you know, here you go. <laughs> yep, your mom's a leprechaun, and then like, I guess I have to. She's drive. too small. You know, like, he's just like so. Yeah, yeah, he's just like so go with the flow, but <laughs> I don't know. I felt like he. A very understated role, but I appreciate like, him so much. With he could, they could have even uh, going back to the heritage thing. They could have just used his heritage, been like, yeah. you know, like, oh yeah, oh, we're from Cleveland. Like, no, you could have said whatever. I don't know if yeah. German or something, but yeah, like they could have just used his heritage. It would have been fine, but of course, you know, they, I, they dance around the fact that she's a leprechaun. They go, they go from one extreme to the other. This is what cracked me up: was that the parents are dancing around their heritage they don't want their son to know that mom's a leprechaun and then like the next day the kid comes downstairs and mom's like in the kitchen and she's tiny and she's like made all this crazy food along the way well no 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 she wasn't tiny yet oh so she was like turning she was oh that's right yeah but it was like one it was one extreme her fashion her dialogue her hair yeah yeah, it's just like, and then yeah. Dad's just like, oh, nothing's new here. Like, everything is, is just super chill throughout the whole right. process, you know? And and also, that, I think that was the biggest bowl of salad <laughs> yeah. I've ever seen that they had for dinner. It didn't look like salad. It looked like a bowl so with pasta well, they, and cabbage. They, they called it salad. She was like, you're, you're going to eat your salad? Yeah, it was, it was kind of weird looking. I remember looking at it like, that does not look good. I don't know what it is. Well, then again, this is a Disney movie, so <laughs> I mean, I'm sure kids are not probably thinking about this. Like, I know my sister wasn't like, "Why don't they just use his lineage?" <laughs> I mean, I, that's just that's such an excellent point that I didn't think of. Like, what would have happened? Like, yeah, you know, I come from Scotland. Was would even like are we <laughs> descendants of the Loch Ness monster? You know, like, <laughs> like what would yeah. have happened there? You know, it's. <laughs> They should have just come maybe he comes from werewolves or something, and but, it would have been yeah. worse. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Or you know, like for me, if he was Swedish, you know, obviously because that's so like, much worse than a leprechaun. So, <laughs> what would I'm a Viking, <laughs> come from Sweden. <laughs> oh man, but 
Also, I gotta have a shout out. There was points within this. There was a certain bunch of music within this where if you were not familiar with the show Twin Peaks, it really uh, sounded like it was from Twin we're Peaks. Not from, we're not familiar with It was like a jazzy little... It, it's such a great show. It's weird. It's wacky. The first season's amazing. Um, but it really kind of jumps the shark after that. Anyway, mm. the music in this movie really reminded me of that show. Um, what can you uh, talk about next? So, I don't know. I guess he was... Uh... A boy in school? No, we already covered that. Uh, well, actually, you know what? I was going to bring this up. Um, oh, boy, I, I thought it was so odd. Well, well I, I not sorry. I didn't think it was so odd. But after B- Becky pointed it out, remember when he was his hair was um, changing red? Like, oh my god! Yeah, like I'm. Yeah, oh, yeah my like hair's changing red. Well, yeah, but wouldn't it be in the roots, not the tips? <laughs> like she pointed that out. And, uh, you know, it's like, obviously, these are the things. Again, it's a Disney movie. It's not. I mean, I feel like. <laughs> it's not something that I would have noticed. Well, and God, and when he. Totally when, excuse me. That's the, uh, why he dyed his tips. Um, his his ears, too, were bothering me. They didn't put his fake ears on very well. Well, that. Yeah, one was, like, longer than the other or, like, sticking out further than yeah. the other or something. It, it, like, had, like, a tear in it or something. It was just funny. But we, we didn't really describe how he be- starts to become a leprechaun, right? So, you know. so I, Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. 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 No like, that. the turn of the movie. like Yeah. He, he discovers that he comes from a leprechaun. Yeah, well. He sees proof his mother was very tiny at one point. She well, reveals. F- yeah. Well, first, because how he found out was... Yeah, so he, so his parents were acting strange festival, right? when he would ask about his heritage, and then, <laughs> well, like the camera, angle, too, he, yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, so it's so fit uh, for kids, uh, you know. It's just uh, from a child's it. perspective. Yeah, so he, he's, you know, that obviously just makes him more curious that they're being all weird about it. So he wants to learn something, and he sees a, he sees a flyer for a, an Irish festival, and it's got the the like the emblem on the flyer it matches this this lucky coin that he has around his neck his lucky charm you could say oh, and, and uh whoa, 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 whoa. and um so yeah so he goes to the he goes to the festival with his with his friend uh who plays basketball with him and it's like an irish thing and and he it, Weird events happen. He meets this one old, strange old guy um, who's Irish. He starts like doing the Irish jig to this to this song. He's like able to do the Irish jig, like well, like river yeah. dancing. <laughs> like, well, not even not even that he's able. It's just it's, it's overcoming him. Like he's just he's doing it without yeah, even realizing, yeah. like without even intentionally doing it. Right. But like right, they were saints of the step. Yeah, um, and then this you know you you can tell this like this this fishy looking character comes up to him and like puts a like a hawaiian Way yeah thing around his neck like what why did you put that around his neck in an irish festival but anyway obviously they're like pickpockets and they took his they like switched out his you know lucky the charm. lucky charm they so they stole it they stole his lucky charm and then uh go ahead well, he doesn't realize it for a while, but that's kind of what starts the progression of him becoming like a leopard. Yeah, that's yeah, that's, that's the process. Sparks yeah. it all. I think mm-hmm. obviously with mom turning 
Yeah. Him turning. <clears throat> Two things I want to say. First of all, I love that um, Timothy Unmanston is the, the the villain in this movie, the actor. Oh, okay. If you have watched Psych at all as a TV show, um, he is a main fixture on that show. So great. And man, is he hamming up this movie. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if, if you guys haven't watched Psych, you should definitely check it out. It's a show that I started watching because of Jess. Um, I kind of inherited it from her. Really great. Good good procedural funny mystery show is that Um, the is that the one where he pretends to be a psychic yeah okay yeah and so he's like the main cop who's like i don't believe in psychics so he's like always fooling him but he he's a a pal or whatever you know but he's great but also i gotta say his lackey who puts the lay on um the kid um which is a weird thing to say um (laughs) His, he's probably wearing the worst wig I have ever seen. Oh my gosh! I don't, I don't, I don't think I paid much attention to that. Yeah, what, which character? The the big one? Yeah, it was the the chubbier him. one with the goatee. No, the okay, so that was the one that was dressed as a as a leprechaun. Yeah. Oh yeah. yes. yes. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I didn't pay attention the movie, to that. Like you think, like I'm like okay, well that's just probably part of his costume, and then it goes throughout the rest of the movie. And I'm like. His hair is still the same. <laughs> what the heck is going on there? It's terrible. <laughs> That's funny. I didn't notice that. And one other thing I want to point out is when he was kind of first trying to look into his um, heritage and he's he's at the computer and he's typing, he searches Johnson, just Johnson. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Let me find out about my heritage. Johnson. Like there is a lot of things that could have popped up. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, you know, image safe search on because like Johnson, be really... white male. <laughs> no, and, and, and no guitar has popped up either, you know, so um, I don't know. Johnson and Johnson, the, you know, the company could have popped up, but true. Yeah, it, there, a lot of things could have happened before <laughs> just typing in four, Johnson. four million results. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, so this is when he really starts to figure out that things are going weird. He's, he's not as lucky as he used to be. He can't make a basketball shot to save his life. He shrinks. Um, he starts getting shorter. I love how, what they do with the camera to make it look like he's actually shorter because his friends you know, are now looking a little bit taller. They just don't show his feet in the camera. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the, the changes are definitely um, interesting. And, his, and he starts speaking. If you haven't, it's a very subtle yeah. thing. But he starts to talk like an Irish man, yeah, you know. Friendly. He's been, yeah, I was lived in Ireland for years, you know. <laughs> um, was there any of the any parts of that you want to talk about, Mike? As you excellently portrayed an Irish accent earlier. <laughs> uh, no, I feel like I'll mess it up now. But, <laughs> um, I don't know what what else. I feel like there was something else that I wanted to mention. Um, well, I do think it's very interesting that he picks up the book. Um, everything you wanted to know about being. Oh, honest, but we're but afraid, we're afraid, to, afraid ask. to ask. Yeah, I noticed that too. I'm like, why would you be afraid to ask about being coming out of the Irish closet? Yeah. How many leprechauns we got? Like leprechaun families we got running around, like not telling their kids about themselves. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, and the one part where he's like. They meet the dad, the the grandfather O'Reilly, oh, yeah. Riley O'Reilly, and he's like, and the the dad's like, oh really? And he's like, no, it's O'Reilly. 
Oh yeah, that was that was actually a line that got me to laugh. Wow, of course it did. (laughs) (laughs) But like, there's there's some weird things within this movie too of like nationalism and xenophobia as well. Like where it's like, I don't know. There are some like scared parts that they that they had apart from even just like. Um, well she, the mom is describing what it was like to um, immigrate over and you know the son says something like man you're talking like this stuff you know happened you're, this happened a hundred years ago like racism and xenophobia doesn't happen nowadays you know yeah. like there is some there is some very interesting things within here right you know in regards to that very political Political force yeah, as, as political as a movie as a, about a kid who's turning into a leprechaun slowly could get. Um, but yeah, he, this is when he starts losing his his lucky powers and things go wrong, like dumping out your backpack or dropping a cake <laughs> on your shirt or like the, the things that they chose to show how unlucky he was really was pretty silly. Like, <laughs> Well, look at that. My backpack is all over the place. I don't know what happened to my home. You're like, if that's unlucky, then, you know, (laughs) like that's pretty much normal. Like his, his unlucky is just normal. Some of the traditions too, that like the mom starts doing as soon as, you know, it's been revealed that they're leprechauns, this, that lunch that she packs him that first day, that bucket of lunch. Do you remember what that was exactly? It was like. Well, there was, it was some, some kind of raw animal of some kind. I'm not really sure. It was like. I don't know. It was like lo- lobster claws or something. It just looks so weird. Who who gives their kid literally a sand bucket with food sticking? It was out like a rusty bucket too. Yeah, it was rusty. It was very old, and it looks like some if somebody's gonna get that for lunch. That's hundreds and hundreds of years ago. Like you're not taking that to school, and then it like falls in his locker, like falls all over. Yeah, why yeah, would you I, even take that, man? <laughs> I don't like, know if this movie did dump it out favors. the moment you get out of the <laughs> out of the house. Yeah, I don't know if any if this movie did any real favors for the Irish heritage. You know, <laughs> it really made it laughable and sad and really awful. I think anybody who watched this is who is actually Irish would have been like almost, you know, offended by what some of the stuff they did here. Right. You know. Um so they they realize that the the coin has been switched out. And they they think that it's um, Mr. Riley O'Reilly from the the <laughs> who owns a potato chip factory, Emerald Isle. Yeah. Which is that? Is that a real chip uh, company? Because it sounds so familiar. Well, there is a real Emerald Isle in Ireland. No. Yeah, I don't think it's. <laughs> <laughs> oh right, right, right. That's. <laughs> well, it sounds usually like it sounds familiar. Like, well, that's why it probably does. Potato chips? No, there's like there's not a potato. I thought that I think I swear there was like something like Emerald Isle or I I hang on I gotta look this up now because. <laughs> but how suitable is it that you know he's he's a leprechaun he's Irish and he owns a potato chip factory. He's the one that discovered the potato chip too. He mentions that that he he used to be a caterer or, or a cook of some kind, and he accidentally sliced a spud too thin one day, and he created the potato chip. Apparently, <laughs> did you did you catch that when they were walking in the factory? Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Pretty pretty amazing, and like also like I think they're like I think 
the in the pitch the pitch room of this like movie, they were sitting down like, okay, we need to have a list of things that is Irish. Okay. Mm-hmm. Green. Make sure there's plenty of green. Oh my gosh. The, their yeah, house, house. The house colors. <laughs> kitchen and the dining room were so green. For for people that are trying to hide their heritage. <laughs> <laughs> it was the color of a shamrock. <laughs> like it was ridiculous. Green everywhere. You know. <clears throat> and then um, what are some other things that we came with? Oh, Lord of the Dance. Oh, we don't have the rights to Lord of the Dance. So let's make it the Saints of the Steps. Um, Saints of the Steps. <laughs> That's you funny. Know, I didn't are, realize that. Other things. Oh, leprechauns, gold. We got to put that in there. And oh, we can't forget cabbage and potatoes. Yeah. Right. Know? And just some really weird, weird foods from forever ago. Because I didn't even recognize some of those traditional foods that she was making him. Oh, yeah. It was obviously gross. <laughs> but blood sausage, I mean, is is totally a thing that people still eat. You know, some blood sausage. Still, yeah. What is blood sausage? I don't even know what that is. I mean, well, let's do a Google search right now. <laughs> there you go. Let's just be stuffed with specific. It just must be a specific type of stuffed. Like that's sausage. what you gotta do. You gotta type Johnson blood sausage into your. T- <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Maybe like some kind of organs. Like they use certain organs. Specifically. Yeah, I don't know. I know. Um, what is the the um, the Scottish? Um, like intestines. Um, oh, where they like they cook it in the intestines. Yeah, they cook uh, it in intestines. It's like a stew. I don't know. What is that called? Oh, you're Scottish, Mr. Kendall. Yeah, Mike, you should know. You should be all over this. <laughs> it's my favorite meal. Um, I don't know. I forget. I re- vaguely remember, but I don't. I, I can't remember the name of it. All right. well, <laughs> let's, let's let's move, let's move along. Yeah, <laughs> it'll come to me. So everything kind of um, climaxes here. I mean, this is only an hour and a half movie. You know, it's a Disney Channel film. So it's pretty it's pretty short, though. There were times when I'm watching this where I was just like, I just can't wait for this movie to be over. Oh, yeah. So it was the longest hour and a half I've ever long. had in my life. Well, that's that's what I was going to say earlier was that we kept having to pause it for various reasons. Like we had to, you know, like somebody called or because we had guests staying. So they like needed something or whatever. And like we kept pausing it, we're like fifty-two minutes left. <laughs> we're like, you gotta be kidding me. So, so everything kind of climaxes here with with him having to basically go into this game against Timothy Unminson's character. Um, was he a leprechaun? What was his yeah, deal? He, he was a leprechaun. He was like. Like the, it was like an evil leprechaun. Yeah, but he said he was like the ruler of leprechauns or something. No, he wanted to be the king. No, he just wanted to be the king of leprechauns. Oh, okay. I guess that was his goal. Yeah. He was, so he was from a different he was clan. All this gold? He, I guess. I mean, he was from a different clan. So they were like, you know, battling the O'Reilly clan for forever. I can't remember the name of their clan, though, what he said. Um, they were collecting all of these gold coins from different clans. And then I guess the mission was he would be the ruler of all of these leprechauns that was his goal yeah i didn't really pay attention to that part so i was just waiting for the movie to end um, but yeah i don't know well quick a quick thing i just wanted to put it in um so so o'reilly the the ch- the potato chip factory guy he, he actually ends up being the kid's grandfather he's never met he's never met right. this guy before 
so that I thought was kind of interesting. There's like the whole small world there. You know, you got your grandfather down the road in his potato chip factory that you've never met before because of this drama with, you know, um, mom marrying outside of her leprechaun heritage or whatever her leprechaun uh, genre there. I thought that was kind of interesting. <laughs> Right. I mean, this is like almost some real world stuff. After yeah. It kind of does play in there, you know, but yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not enough to be like, you can't marry him. He's not mm-hmm. Irish, you know, it's like, you can't marry him. He's not a leprechaun. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's kind of weird that, you know, he's never met his grandfather and yet they are somehow living in this vague California city together. You know, out of the whole world, this is where he chooses to make his potato chips. Is that where it was? It was in yeah. California? I think so. I mean, it seems yeah. like it was California, right? Well, I mean, because they were, they're from Cleveland. And at the end, he was wearing a Cleveland Browns shirt. I just felt, I just thought that, I assumed that they were somewhere in Ohio. They showed, there were times where they showed these mountainscapes, which we, from, for the most part, which was definitely green screen. Yeah, were green screens like kind of fake backdrops, but the 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 ranges like the mountain ranges they were showing definitely did not look like Ohio. That yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> Ohio is so flat. <laughs> There's no mountains for hundreds. <laughs> that's miles. true. Yeah, I didn't think about that. <clears throat> oh man! But yeah, back to the um, games. I, I what, cut you off there. Yes. No, no. I was, what did you guys think of that whole thing where they had to? Play to get back the lucky charm he was trying to fight back i mean you know what i applaud him for at least trying to have some sort of uh uh you know drama and um i don't know just some sort of story that feels like it's up and down and you know the suspense to it but it just didn't wasn't <laughs> it was just it was just dumb i don't know <laughs> Well, they, they start the games and they're like all of a sudden in like old time Ireland of some, I mean, I don't know, they're all wearing all these crazy, you know, capes and hats and things that they'd wear hundreds of years ago. And they're, they're fighting like outside in the dark when just moments before they were like indoors in, what were they in like a camper or something like that before they started? So they just yeah. like transition yeah. all of a sudden they've just like been teleported to another reality another universe of some kind i don't know yeah <laughs> it's kind of it's pretty cheesy i guess <laughs> and like the things that they were playing you know there was there was what curling was in there right yeah it was a uh, wheel wheel uh what did he call it wheel throw wheel toss or wheelbarrow toss or something they, they threw like a big wheel yeah i mean these are games that like you know i feel like were developed on after drinking, uh, you know, a barrel full of gifts, you know? <laughs> like, let's take this rock and throw it. You yeah, know? right. It was just throwing objects through, like, branches that were some kind of goal. <laughs> right. Throw a big rock. <laughs> totally. And then they, it, it becomes like, you know what this movie made me think of a little bit? It reminded me of Michael J. Fox's um, Team mm. Wolf. Just because, like, the basketball scene at the very end and you have the leprechaun guy, the villain. He got like really freaky looking and just kind of there is something in watching this where I have memories of this, but also Teen Wolf with Michael J. Fox. That kind of way better together. of a movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Way better of a film. Um, but I was like, I was waiting for things recently while watching Teen Wolf that I remember from this movie and then vice versa. You yeah. Know? So. Anyway, anyway, there is there is some funny hijinks here, and 
I first of all just got to say, like, I am glad. One thing that made me happy within this movie is that the final shot to win the the game for basketball, it was his best friend who was just mm-hmm. terrible at basketball <laughs> across the board. I was like, yeah, and like he didn't have to do the game winning shot to like win. He had the assist, and I was like, that was a good choice. I felt like you know that was one thing. Be like, way to go, Disney Channel. I'm happy with this. What you did here. The, okay, so, but this is the I, this is the real problem that I feel like I had with this movie was so the whole movie is about like the Irish, you know, what it means to be Irish and um, how you know they have this whole idea about luck and like lucky charms and all that stuff and they're leprechauns and they have, you know, they have this really longstanding tradition of, of, you know, being lucky. And as long as they have their lucky charm, you know, but then at the end, they, they're like, Oh, you don't need, you don't need a lucky charm. You, you're fine just without it. Like you're betraying the entire yeah. story. Your entire luck is in your heart. <laughs> like the whole point of the story is the luck of the Irish. That was the whole point of the story, and then all of a sudden, it's just like, yeah, you didn't really need your 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 lucky coin. Actually, you were totally yeah. fine. Like you just needed confidence. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, granted, still they did need the lucky coin, so he didn't become you know a foot and a half tall. And yeah, you know his mom. <laughs> but just I just mean like uh, his actual luck that he you know like his abilities didn't right. depend on the the True. coin, but I mean. It, I just feel like they need to be more consistent, you know? Sure. Sure. Absolutely. We're there. Was, there was a lot within this movie too, that they're like, we're not Irish. We're Americans. That's who we yeah. are. You know, there was like a, a weird nationalist kind of thing within that. Like, it's just like, we forget everything from our culture and our life before. And here we are now. Right. Americans. You know, there's, there is some stuff in that in this movie that I had a little bit of a hard time with it for that. Yeah, like the, at the end when they were know? singing that song. Well, I kind of feel like they brought it together yeah. at the end and we're kind of celebrating the melting pot that America is, you know, and like the, the original roots that we all have as immigrants coming to this country. I kind of felt like they. Which is good. A little bit which is yeah. good. But technically, though, that would be celebrating America. And not so much the Irish. You know what I mean? I think that's what Peter's saying. Right. Well, yeah, I just I, I felt like there was there were times where they were talking out of both sides right. of the mouth. Sure. You know what I mean? A little bit here. But so I think it's just a little bit dated in that regards. But yeah, I think there there were points at the end, you know, I think that was a pretty good thing with the with um singing This Land is your <laughs> land, which was awkward yeah. to watch him up there singing. And then his dancing is just not great <laughs> at all. He's like, I'm Irish. <laughs> See? And I'm like, all right, good for you, man. Your dancing is terrible. But, man, um, I did like the joke, though, at the end, you know, where he tricks the leprechaun. I was like, I thought that was pretty Shores good. of Erie. Honestly, I got to get this. Oh, yeah. Bumps. Yeah, the Shores of Erie. I thought, I, I didn't see that coming. And that surprised me, and I was like, I thought that was witty and that was good. I got to give this movie props where it deserves, (laughs) you know? So I liked liked that part. And where, you know, he corrects him. He's like, oh, you pronounced it wrong. And he was like, 
Nope, I did not. <laughs> My dad you. Not <laughs> <laughs> oh. So I, I don't know. I, I thought that was I thought that was pretty good. Um, anything to really just wrap this movie up for you guys that you want to mention? Yeah, uh, don't watch it. Uh, no, um, no. I mean, it's. I guess it's a fun family flick. You know, if especially like our niece would have enjoyed this. Yeah, especially around St. Patrick's Day. Like, yeah, obviously, you don't want to be too critical. I, I mean, it is a Disney movie. It's fun to pick on it, like we've been picking on it. But, um, it kind of it does. I you know, watching it definitely brings back feelings of um when i was when i was younger not necessarily any kind of memories in particular just just like the feeling of you know watching disney um <laughs> at my house i don't know it just it's it was a weird feeling to be honest it was very very strange but uh, plus when i was a kid i never really paid attention to the story or anything i would just I just, I felt like, you know me, I would just like stare at, I <laughs> just blankly stare at everything and just let it just filter into my mind. Yeah, wash it would just wash over, over me. <laughs> like I never actually like paid attention to anything. I would just, it would just go into my brain. <laughs> I, don't, okay. I don't know. How, I don't know why I even mentioned that. We're but... getting a little inside look of Mike. Yep. <laughs> and that's why you should watch Luck of the Irish. No, I don't know. Um, I thought I felt some nostalgia from it for sure. Like it, it does remind me of just, you know, watching some silly kind of mindless um, stories as a kid on Disney kind of, you know, it makes me curious about where that kid is now. Uh, yeah, we like, yeah, like, because I recognized, I mean, I did recognize a few people. I recognized the guy, the the old guy, the grandpa, he was the, um, the burbs. Yeah. The, one of the doctors from the burbs. Um, the mother I recognized, yeah, yeah. but I don't remember where I've seen her from. But then him, I've seen. I feel like I've seen him older in a movie, but I can't remember what it is. Oh, it was he's in, he's in Final Destination. Destination. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, in the Final yeah. Last thing I think he's been. In, well, as far as I know, I haven't been looking for him. But no, that's probably the last. Thing. Yeah, that's the one. I just remember even just the poster, the poster, the DVD cover is him, and it has like yeah. a roller coaster. Yeah. Because that's yep. what the accident was. Yeah, man, those are good movies. Those are fun. Was it the third or was it the fourth? Because I think it was the third. Because I think the fourth was like the prequel. Maybe. How many was the? <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, anyway, we, we rabbit trailed into Final Destination. <laughs> yeah, the Final Destination movies were great. Um, anyway, Luck of the Irish. <laughs> Now, now here's the question I have to ask um, for each of us. I mean, we know who my favorite performance was within this movie, and it was Dad. Oh God! Um, what was, who was your guys' favorite performance? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would say, huh? I liked the granddad. Yeah, I liked the granddad. Zach, you want to go? Granda. Yeah, I liked him. I, I, I just thought he he like he kind of embodied Grandpa. like the perfect little Irish grandfather that would be a leprechaun i feel like he pulled it off the best person i, I liked the head coach he's like wait you guys were late oh yeah that that part actually 
that resonated with you. (laughs) (laughs) No, like they show up two minutes left in the game. He's like, you guys are late. Where were you? And, and literally he just goes, doesn't matter. We're here now. And and the coach is just like, all right, you're in. (laughs) There would be no way. I know. No way that would happen. Like he played basketball in high school. Can can you imagine, Mike, if you right. showed up that late, two minutes left, and you said that to your coach? Yeah, Mr. Henry, oh my God. I would blow a gasket. <laughs> oh, man. Um, okay, so final question in regards to the movie. If you were to give this, you know, how many stars would you give this movie or gold coins out of out of five? Um, how Mike, many lucky you... coins uh, out of five I mean probably like two or one uh, yeah okay. one and a half two I was, I was going to say two or three it depends on the audience well I feel like wow, yeah. generous. I, I feel like it has a certain generous. audience right and, and I feel like it targeted like if I was a Kids. child watching this it would have and Irish people <laughs> Although, it, yeah, it's more like a hate letter to Irish people because it's, it's like a mockery. Yeah, it's. Oh man, I mean, I gotta say, I mean, after watching this, you should go and watch Darby O'Gill and the Little People. It is a is great it really movie on Disney? It's on Disney Plus. Yeah, it's really great. And Ooh. Sean Connery is in it. Wait, he's Irish. He's not, he can't be in an Irish movie. Um, he's Scottish. Okay, I'm sorry, Mike. But he was totally, wow. Darby and the little people. Yeah, he was like the love interest to the 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 daughter within the movie. I mean, he's young. This is before he wow. was, I think, James Bond. Okay. So, and the movie is so charming and great, and it's definitely worth watching. Luck of the Irish. If you if you're just listening to this podcast and you haven't watched it before um skip this movie and go watch darby yeah yeah definitely actually i have a question for you peter what out of all the disney originals which one would you say is the best see i don't remember them i i see i didn't grow up with disney Channel, so i never got to watch these movies unless i was over at your house and i think even then we were like right. playing video or, games. or or jamming out. So I think it would like pop on. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like I think of like the, my thirteenth year. I remember that one being a movie. It wasn't like in the same way that this kid is turning to a leprechaun. This kid in the thirteenth year is becoming a wow. Pro I don't. Yeah, I don't remember that. Oh man. You I should look into well if you want to the 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 kid that stars in Luck of the Irish he stars in a show um, another Disney original called Smart House and it also has um, the okay. Peggy from yeah Peggy from, from uh, uh, Married with Children Children yeah and she she's also in oh yeah Patty, what's um, that Seagull yeah uh, something like that yeah and she's also like in sons of anarchy she plays the the mother in in that but it that's that's probably my favorite disney original that i can remember for whatever reason i just kind of like related to it and it's you know it's got the same kid he's probably a couple years younger um but it's actually really it's a really fun concept of like this technologic or very very techno savvy house that is kind of got techno (laughs) 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 it's kind of like a pre-alexa 
type thing. Like now we've got Alexa that we can talk to in our home and, and Siri and all that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, smart house. It's, it's actually pretty, oh. pretty good. I mean, I have to watch smart it. house gone wrong. <laughs> like you have yeah, that one stands out the most. Right? And the only reason I ever would have watched luck of the Iris was because it's the same actor. Um, mm. Interesting. Oh, so yeah. Becky, I have a question to ask you. Do you think this Ooh. kid is cute? Did you have a crush on him when you were younger? As a as a kid, I think I was attracted to some of his qualities because it's what most of the kids in my middle and high school looked like, you know, like with the gelled spiked hair and the baggy pants and you know, um the smooth I so wanted to be him. <laughs> no. Um but definitely not my type then or now. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. So, yeah. so if he looked, if he was walking down the hallway and he looked at you, who was like, "What up, Becky? yo? What up, girl?" Gosh, you, you know, maybe the eleven-year-old version of myself. But by the time I turned thirteen, I, I, I knew better. <laughs> she would have looked pat, right past him into the guy that was hiding in the corner, the that dork, wolf. in the corner. <laughs> the hairy teen wolf in the corner. The pimple-faced. Ooh, that's true. Yeah, the hairy boy <laughs> <That is true. laughs> who had a who had a mustache at like the age of twelve already. Oh man, I'll tell you what. I was a, I'm a year older than Mike, and he hit puberty when he was like twelve years old, and I was such yeah. a late bloomer <laughs> that I was just like, I'm hanging out with this old man over here, you know, and I'm. That's so funny. And I'm older than him. Oh, anyway, anyway, I think our listeners are are probably through listening to our little antics here. But I want to thank you guys for coming on. Oh, I gotta, I'm probably going to have to give this okay. movie two stars. Honestly, the quality of the filmmaking obviously isn't there. The special effects isn't that great. Um, I don't have fond memories of this. You know, if it was, you know, luck of the Viking and it was about Swedish people, maybe I would feel a little yeah, bit different. Yeah, so the Vikings. Um, I don't know. <laughs> um, but it's just, it didn't, it didn't do anything really for me. I just thought it would be great to, you know, this is the first time for the podcast I've, I've watched a Disney Channel original movie. Um, and so I was like, you know, this is a good, this is a good opportunity to do so. Um, and I'm just glad that you guys were able to come on and review this with me and get your honest opinions and thoughts here. So absolutely. For on. It was a blast and we'll love to do it again sometime. Yeah. Thanks for having us, buddy. Thanks. Yeah. All right, listeners. Um, this is the segment of the show where we talk about WandaVision. Um, this last episode was the penultimate episode for the series or this season who knows if there'll be more i'm suspecting there is not but who knows um but to do it this week i bring back onto this show returning guest tim sutterth tim thanks for coming back on man you bet i'm excited to talk about it yeah the, the last time i had you on um we did talk about wandavision i think it was the the 70s episode the brady bunch episode oh yeah and um yeah yeah what have you what have you thought of the show since then Oh, I, I have really been loving the show in general. I am very excited about just kind of the the way that it's been crafted. I like the idea of the kind of homage to the different time periods, as well as kind of the overarching story 
just trying to figure out what the heck's going on mm-hmm. has just really been a lot of fun. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I think a lot of people are liking it more and more the further and further it's getting away from the whole um, TV sitcom tributes. Um, but I mean, I've, I've liked it throughout and I've almost actually still kind of miss the 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 tributes, you know, and I we, mm-hmm. I, we got, I got a first mention. They totally skipped the 90s. And that was what you and I were talking about that we were so excited about. They went from the the family ties episode right to Malcolm in the middle. I know. So, what the heck, you know? <laughs> I know. I was really counting on that full house. Yeah, I mean, we got a we got a, a hint of full house in the opening to the family ties episode yes. where they're kind of sitting out on the on the lawn with their picnic thing. But yeah, I was really kind of I was looking forward to what they were going to pick for that time period. And I am kind of surprised that they jumped right to Malcolm in the middle. But man, they really nailed like the spirit of that show. I've never actually watched it. I maybe I've seen a half of an episode of Malcolm in the Middle. But I mean, from the whole like, you know, talking to the camera, you know, the, mm-hmm. the kids every once in a while, it seems very much on par with that show. Oh, yeah. It's one of those shows that fell in the exact right time period where studios never thought to get licensing for the music for online streaming. Mm. And so they've not, I think only the first season was ever actually released because they didn't have rights to like Blu-ray or streaming of any of the music just for broadcast. And so it's one of those, there's a handful of shows that people have all have kind of clamored for. And it falls into that category of they just weren't quite seen into the future enough to get the contracts the way that they needed to. Oh, that's too bad. I mean, I, I I don't have any like strong feelings towards the show, but if somebody, you know, did love it, that's kind of too bad that they're not able to really find it. Yeah. All right. Well, um, in this episode, we kind of getting some answers, you know, Mm -hmm. to a lot of the questions around this series and kind of filling in the gaps, especially just, well, primarily with the story of Wanda and what's kind of happened within her life and from the past with before events of Age of Ultron and up into where we are now. And that's been interesting, but also we get a lot more with Agatha Harkness as we, we kind of see her story mm-hmm. I think that'd be a, a, probably a pretty good place to start before we get into Wanda what, what did you think of Catherine Hahn in this episode as we kind of learn more about her character of Agatha Harkness aka Agnes I mean I I think Catherine Hahn is just amazing in WandaVision I think that she has really knocked it out of the park and I feel like this episode really gave her so much more of a spotlight and let her really kind of chew a little bit of scenery at times, but man, she really went for it. And I thought she was great in this episode. Yeah. It's, it's so funny because, you know, it's, I've, I've often noticed, you know, and and people have talked about this, that when it comes to drama and like serious big moments, it's almost easier to get a comedic actor to do the the emotional stuff and get a dramatic character to do comedy because mm-hmm. the, the comedians know how to get responses out of people they know what to do you know they can chew the scenery a little bit like you said and i think honestly i i see big things coming for her after this series 
is wrapped because I just think she has done a great job doing all the different eras, but also um, in this episode in particular, for sure, as she's kind of the she's along for the ride with with Wanda as she's venturing through the events of her past. Yeah. But anything anything else in regards to her or the character that you want to talk about? Well, I just I I mean, her the brooch that she's been wearing the whole time kind of like I like many people thought this is maybe kind of where her character was going. But throughout the whole thing, it was a question of, is she there helping Wanda? Is she there as the person behind the scenes pulling Wanda's strings? Is she like, how is she connected to Wanda? And finding out that Agatha's there because she's essentially jealous of Wanda is a really interesting take on how to pair the two characters together. Just, it's not what you see in the comics and it's not the dynamic that I was expecting at all. Right. It's just really interesting to me that the, the primary kind of motivation seems to be jealousy of Wanda's power, not any kind of helpful role or villain role necessarily. Right. And this, this is something I kind of talked about last week on the show is that, you know, in the comics, Agatha is a pretty benevolent character. Yeah. You know, she's not necessarily villainous. I mean, I think she does do things in her own interest at times, but not to necessarily how this show has portrayed her. And she's also a character who is um, works as a trainer or a teacher, you know, um, to Wanda, especially, Mm -hmm. you know. So it's interesting to see the change up here for the series, which, you know, I don't necessarily think is terrible, but. It is it is interesting, like you said, that she's jealous or she's like, how are you able to do what you're doing having not, you know, been trained in this, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of interesting. And I think I think as we learn more and more about Wanda within this episode, which kind of fills in all those gaps as to why maybe Wanda is especially gifted the way that she is mm-hmm. in, the, in the mystic arts, you know? So, um, yeah, which is so interesting. We kind of get a, a venture through um, the past. And I think very much just, we can just work our way through that, you know, if that makes sense. Because there is, I, I was really fascinated when we got to see Wanda and her family, um, you know, with Pietro, but also with her parents um, and how that kind of really, really plays into, to this series. Yeah. Um, what did, what did you think of all that, that whole scene? I, I really liked the kind of the idea that they're just stepping through previous times in Wanda's life for Agatha to be able to gain information about who Wanda is. And when she opens that door and we see their kind of, I don't know, like Sokovian apartment. It's really, really fascinating to me, I guess is the best word. The idea that that she grew up with this connection to American pop culture in a very specific way. Mm-hmm. And when her dad opens up that, that uh, briefcase or the suitcase, and we see all those different DVDs sitting there. And you're like, oh, well, yeah, we've seen this and we've seen that one and we've seen that one. And then when she picks Dick Van Dyke and specifically the Walnut episode of Dick Van Dyke, where he wakes up at the end and realizes that it's all just been a dream. It's so, I don't know. It's just, it's so nice seeing all of that 
pulled together. And, and it's so interesting because, you know, we, we hear about that oftentimes that, you know, like people who are getting acclimated to a country or whatever, a new place that they're living, a lot of times they watch television, you know, mm-hmm. to, um, to kind of learn the language. So I, I see that here and it's just like, it, it, I like how those dots got connected. Oh yeah. You know, which I just thought was really cool. But, but then we also get the whole thing where the, um, the Stark Tower missile blows into their apartment and her parents die. Mm-hmm. And we're kind of re- remembering back to Age of Ultron where her and Pietro are talking about their, their hatred to, with Stark, you know, because um, it was a Stark missile that, that killed her family. Um, even though Stark wasn't behind it per se, but you know it was one of his missiles. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like the call back there, but there is, I think we're kind of they're opening the door more and more to the idea of mutants because yeah. you know Agatha talks about how there's this latent power within her that was of probability, which is her power in the, you know the comic books as a mutant um, that allowed the missile not to go off. And I just like, what an interesting way to kind of redcon that in into the narrative, into the story. Oh, I thought that oh, was really cool. absolutely. And the idea that her and Pietro only sur- are the only survivors of the experiments because there's something latent in their genetic code that allowed them to survive it and that it unlocked that is, it really is a fascinating way to retcon that in. And it's going to be really interesting to see how they build on that foundation to move mutants into the Marvel universe, especially with as much work as they put into with agents of shield and inhumans to make inhumans basically serve that function in the MCU. And it just did Mm. not take the way that they wanted it to at all. Well, and it was, it was funny because they tried to do that not, at the same time that they were trying to do that within humans with this, the series of the television series and agents of shield, as you're mentioning, they also tried to kind of do that with the comics as well, mm-hmm. where they, they kind of discontinued X-Men and some of a lot of their most popular titles like Deadpool and Wolverine in order to um, make a, a, a demand or I don't know, do something where they could almost force the hand of Fox to sell the rights back to Marvel as far as the movies, because it was very smart and interesting that they did that, but it's just like kind of swarmy at the same time. Yeah. Anyway, but I think it is interesting that they're looking to really kind of, I don't know, bring mutants back into the MCU in this way, which I'm very excited about. I'm, I've always been an X-Men guy. They've been my favorite team, my favorite comic books. It's what I collect as a, as a comic book collector. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. 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 It's it's yeah, it's exciting to see that they're and I mean we we already were kind of hinting towards this direction with the Pietro from the the actor who played Pietro while well, Peter from the X-Men movies being Pietro in the earlier episode and finding out now that 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 might have just been a red herring or a head fake from with Agatha taking credit for it. Or that could be another wink and a nod that something's coming. Right. Well, and it's we. I, I, I think it's a red con, or I think it's a red herring. But um, I think it is interesting that we didn't see anything with Pietro 
or um, oh gosh, what's Monica Rambo? Monica, yeah, from the end of last week's episode. Yeah. So, I think we're going to definitely get some answers in regards to how that ended off there. You yeah. Know? Do you think this last episode is going to be longer than the other ones? I think so. I think I've I've heard things about how like the last episode is going to be an hour long, but then they're they've been saying different things like, oh, this one's forty minutes long, but then there's like ten minutes worth of credits on the end. Of <laughs> That's the, true. Each episode. So it's like, are they really? You know. So I don't know. It just seems like there's so much that they have to cover. I hope we get at least a little bit more time than we have been getting with it, but I guess we'll see. Now, um, as we kind of move things along here, um, after the, the situation where we see them being experimented on with Hydra, um, is this where we saw like the image of the Scarlet Witch? I can't remember. Yeah, right when she interacted with the the stone, we got like a flash, kind of, which sort of reminded me of like a Jean Grey Phoenixy kind of imagery with the Scarlet yeah. Witch as kind of a silhouette in that. Yeah, what did you think of that? I I don't know. I don't know if they're going to... Well, because in the comics, in one version at least, she finds out that like her mom was called Scarlet Witch and her grandmother was Scarlet Witch and it's this inherited title position kind of a thing. Oh, I'm not... I wasn't, I'm not familiar with that. That's interesting. And so I don't know if it's like a, you're tying into her heritage kind of a thing. Like it's unlocking this thing and tying into her heritage. And I know in the Halloween episode, we get her telling us that her outfit is a Segovian fortune teller, um, that that's who she's dressed as. But perhaps there's more to that kind of, I don't know. Yeah, it's so interesting because, like, I don't, I don't know what to think of that because, you know, in, throughout the series of the MCU, she's only been known as Wanda, which obviously the comic book fans are all like, yeah, but it's really Scarlet Witch, even though they've never mentioned yeah. that name. And I think it's interesting calling back to a, a previous episode as those who are outside the hex, they were talking about her code name or her superhero name. And they're like does she have any? And they're like, nope, just Wanda. Like yeah. they were really laying in that groundwork to just kind of remind us and make sure that nobody's going, yeah, but they've kind of gone by the Scarlet Witch as well. Yeah. You know, so they did a good job at kind of working that in. Yeah. So we'll see. And then when she, she steps in the, well, I guess the next part when she goes to sword headquarters was one mm-hmm. of the biggest kind of relevatory sections for me of this episode. Ooh, but you're, you're skipping something. Oh, am I? You're skipping the scene between her and Vision oh, after right. Pietro died. That's which, right. What a great, just a well-written piece of scenery right there. Just oh. the scene itself is so well-written. Well, and it has the best, let me let me make sure I quote it right. Let me find it here. Oh, his the best line of the whole episode when Vision says, but what is grief if not love preserving? Yeah. And I just thought, man, that's that is the best line. <laughs> Yeah, like I think everybody heard that and they were just like, "Whoa!" <laughs> yeah, well, it's like a, it's it's like the kind of like Thurline of the whole series that like her whole thing she's doing is her love, per, per, sorry, persevering through the loss of everybody else. Yeah, that she creates all this. Yeah. Oh, so good. I I just I had to bring up that scene just oh, for that yeah. line. So I'm glad you 
you brought that up. Now go on, go on to what you were saying. Okay, so then when she gets to to sword, I thought, well, it's kind of weird that we're spending time here. We already know what happened. Was kind of my first reaction, and then as it plays out, entirely different than what we've been told, was just great. Man. I I we see Hay- Hayward uh, as the director, yep. just just twisting the knife in a way that um man i don't know about that guy <laughs> yeah yeah i mean he starts off as being pretty you know on the level but man especially in this episode like you see everything he says to her is just manipulation after manipulation to try to get her to do something you know so like, and then obviously using that footage later of her crashing through the glass, you know, against her when he's talking to Monica, you know, mm-hmm. a couple episodes prior to this one. And so, and you know, I, he's like almost baiting her and trying to get her to do something in order to tr- get vision back online. Yeah. You know? Yeah, which is which clearly is what he it's what he wants is to get vision back online and be in control of vision, or at least it sure seems that way. Right. Um, but the when she, oh man, when she's got just like the one tear coming down her cheek when she's like, I can't feel you, and then she's leaves, I was like, wait a minute, but she's not taking him. What's going on? Yeah, we're like, what the what the heck, what the heck? is this? Like she's coming back right she's coming, she's gonna get to where she's going and then she's gonna come back to him well and it, it totally just played with our emotions oh there. yeah well and then we get to the part that my wife and i at least have discussed the most because we are in totally not in agreement about what this means so the envelope in the passenger seat that has the deed um to the the plot in westview where she ultimately heads to after sword mm. And it's got in ret to grow old in and V in the little heart. Is that is that actually a plot of land that Vision purchased and that belongs to them, or is that something that Hayward sent to her to try to up the ante to get her to come in and? Because I I I've been arguing that that is a another piece of manipulation from Hayward. Whereas Rachel right. thinks that that's a like postmortem gift from Vision, so I was just interested. What you kind of how did you take that? Gosh, you know, honestly, I I don't really know because it seemed like when she got back to the car, it was left for her there. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. like somebody put it in there for her, not that like she had it with her. You know, I don't know. It's. It wasn't very clear. I, mean, I feel like I need to go back and rewatch that scene mm-hmm. just to kind of watch her expressions and get a sense of that. Because I think at that point I wasn't I wasn't thinking about that. I think I was reacting or responding to the fact that she didn't break Vision out of there, you know. Yeah. And so I was like, "What is this? What's going on?" So it'd be interesting to know to to figure that out. And, I, and I'm sure next week we'll have that question answered on whether or not it was somebody else who left that in her car to say, Hey, you should go check this out. Or if it was something that was left to her by vision, it's like, Hey, we're going to have a life for ourselves after all this is over, you know? Mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, absolutely. 
but then, you know, she makes the journey out to Westview. And we're, we're like, okay, so she's gonna, she's gonna get there. And then what, like, we're still like, it was, it was so interesting to watch because I'm just like, this huge question mark over my head as the episode is keeps going on. Mm -hmm. And the fact that she, in her grief, explodes with this power as she's on the plot of land that's there that is her home and as we've seen in the series and that her powers just build this house and this reality and as she's kind of stated earlier in the series she doesn't know how all this happened and it and it's, it seems like evidence to that that she it just kind of happened in the midst of her grief yeah so interesting and then Obviously, what happens with how we've seen Vision throughout this series, how he comes about, which is like, what? Like, it's so confusing and crazy. And I don't know what to make of it. That's another thing I just don't know what to make of. Yeah, the, the, the idea that she created him completely from somehow with her own power is fascinating. Not at all what I expected for us to see. And... And then when, when he looks at her and just is like, should we stay in? Like just is instantly like the whole world turns black and white and everything's ready to go. And we're basically set for the first episode we saw that coming right in where we were at the beginning, when it pulls back and you see that, that, that like the, the present day Wanda who's looking at them in color, mm-hmm. that, that she's on a sound stage. That is yeah. just fascinating. It's, I, I honestly, this next episode, I, this episode answered a lot of questions, but the next episode I think has a lot more to, to kind of answer in regards to what happens next, you know, because like, I think there's, there's stuff that really confuses me about her creating vision, you know, within her power, like his vibranium body. So she can create vibranium just like that, because <laughs> like he's being tracked by Hayward and the rest of Sword outside of the hex. Yeah, you know, they're like, oh yeah, he's really interested in where Vision is. You know. Yeah, so it's it's interesting the idea that the oh what does Agatha call her the ability of spontaneous creation. Yeah, and like chaos magic right mm-hmm. yeah it's yeah spontaneous creation it is this is weird yes <laughs> to say the least and yeah i feel like i'm watching lost right now because every time a question gets answered <laughs> i'm left with more questions that's true you know? it gets answered in a way that just confuses us more <laughs> exactly exactly and then this this episode kind of ends because we get the post credit scene, which we'll talk mm-hmm. about, with Agatha with the boys in the middle of the street, mm-hmm. you know, um, as she is. We're basically seeing the big the big fight about to happen between Scarlet Witch and or Wanda and Agatha with the boys at stake. So where do you think this is going to go by the, by next week's episode? Well, I think that with all of the setup of this episode, I think that lots of kind of like the armchair theorist stuff was like, well, are we going to get like 
Mephisto or there are all these other things that might be the big bad. I think Agatha's our big bad. Like, I don't think that there's another level that she's kind of fronting for. And I sure. think that I think that as she declares Wanda is the Scarlet Witch at the end of the episode, I think that she's moved beyond jealousy to kind of fear and anger, I think. And it really seems like the only actual hold she has over Wanda at the end of the episode is that she has her kids. And that just doesn't seem like there's a way for Agatha to get out of that situation safely. (laughs) Yes. Right. Yeah. My, my, my guess is probably how it's going to, how I speculate it's going to start off, excuse me, is vision is going to show up as the vision that we have known within this series, because um, we haven't seen him throughout any of this episode. The That's last true. time we saw him was him flying out of Darcy's funnel cake van. Um, <laughs> and I think he's going to swoop in to some degree and save the boys or do something, you know, is my mm-hmm. guess at this point. But yeah, it's going to be interesting to see because we haven't seen anything with Monica from this last episode. We haven't seen anything from Pietro. And we haven't seen anything of Vision, except actually we do see Vision at the very, very end at the post credit scene. What did you think of that? Oh, man. So it did not even occur to me as we were watching this episode until the we get to that post credit scene. Oh, that means Hayward still has Vision. You know, that, and seeing Vision in that white form, um, which... You know, many times Vision has lost his memory or memory's been rewritten. There's that whole whole ton of stuff like that in the comics history. But the idea that we might see like a face-off between two Visions as well as Agatha um, and Wanda, just I'm really excited for this next episode. Yeah, I, I think obviously there's going to be there's stuff that's going to happen with Hayward. I think we're going to learn more about his motivations mm-hmm. and stuff. I hope they don't just like, he's a bad guy, blam, and now he's dead. Like, I want to see more yeah. with him kind of explaining. And I don't want him just to be like, show up and then for them to get rid of him for the, the sake of vis- this new vision, you know, or the old body of vision being kind of a antagonist to some degree. And this is kind of the whole white vision as we see him at the end. This is where I thought the MCU was going to go with the character post infinity. War mm-hmm. When um, Thanos kills him by pulling the stone out. I was like, I think we're going to get vision again. I, I was speculating that we were going to get him in Endgame, um, but he was going to be a, a totally different vision who would be void of human, human like emotion mm-hmm. and, sentimentalities and whatnot he would just be way more robotic and android like um which would just be interesting to see you know he wouldn't have as much personality as we have seen him as and that's where my guess is on what we're going to see happen with him moving forward after this series is done because i think there's a lot of people who are guessing that you know after the series is done we're just going to be done with vision right i think we're going to see him in a totally different way a totally different form and they're going to still hold on to Paul Bettany within the MCU. That's my guess. So, but it'll be interesting to see of, of what's going to happen with um, this white vision um, moving yeah. forward in the last episode. 
Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it, it would be great if they could cu- keep hold of Paul Bettany because he is awesome. Um, oh, yeah. But I, I I mean I know that certainly he never expected anything like this. He was just coming in for a voiceover job uh, way back way back when. So. Yeah, and it's crazy. I mean, in the in the Age of Ultron episode I did about a month ago, um, he's been as in the MCU as long as Robert Downey yeah. Jr. has. You know, so it's just it's so inter- it's so cool to see that him him really flexing a lot of his acting chops. I loved him in this series, especially I think my favorite episodes so far this season has been the Halloween mm-hmm. episode. Um, and then also just episode two, I loved, especially him during the magic show when he was all gummed up. Um, <laughs> I thought his acting was just so great within that episode. And so, um, and I think that's part of the huge, the biggest reason why it's, it's my favorite mm-hmm. episode in the series, even though some people are like, those early episodes kind of stink. I'm like there, if you can appreciate them for what they are. It's just a showcase of just acting and writing, paying tribute to old sitcoms. It's really pretty incredible. So I, I agree. I absolutely agree. So um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens on next week's episode. And Tim, um, I have my my guest for next week figured out. But you being the big Marvel fan that you are. I'm going to guess I'm going to try to get you back in here for Falcon and Winter Soldier, you know, later you on. You bet, man. Because that, I'll tell you what, that's the series that I'm the most excited about was Falcon and Winter Soldier. When that yeah, was I'm, I'm quite excited about that as well. My kids are already quoting the trailer. Um, any, any time that one of them does something that the other one just doesn't like that much, they, the first one looks over at the other one and says, God, I hate you sometimes. I'm like, okay, okay. I know where that's coming from, but let's let's cut that language out, okay, guys. <laughs> You're like, I like it, but I don't I like I like it. it as a fan, but not as a dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, is there is there a different MCU series that you are? excited about um maybe more like what is the one that you're looking forward to the most right now i'm really looking forward to seeing how they do she hulk like and that's it's so far away and there's so little detail that we know about it at all but i have always just been fascinated at the idea of the just kind of like the savageness of hulk paired with the kind of the lawyer life and mentality. Like I love legal shows like suits is one of my favorite shows. And that's kind of like, I really like that kind of a thing. And the idea of that paired with Hulk, I just, I have no clue what it's going to be like, but it's either going to be amazing or a train wreck. And I'm, I'm in it. I'm in for it either way. I'm, I'm down, but yeah. Nice. I think I think what I'm looking forward to it's interesting. I'm like I'm not as excited about Loki, which is coming, you know, kind of later on this spring or early summer. I think it's like May mm-hmm. or June. Yeah, I think it's June that it's coming. Um, but the one that I'm I don't know I I I get it. A lot of people really love Loki as a character, mm-hmm. Tom Hiddleston. Um, 
And I'll probably be more excited once that series is coming out on a weekly basis. But the one that I'm really looking forward to is another one that we haven't got a whole lot of info about yet. And that was that's Moon Knight. A little just if it's alone, just the fact that I don't know too much about this character mm-hmm. from the comic books. I've only read a few Moon Knight comics that have come out in the last 10 years. And I think they could do some really interesting things there about um, mental health and um, just interesting things there as, as the comic book has really delved into in the last 10 years. So I'm really excited about that one. All right. Well, listeners, um, this is where we're going to kind of leave things off, Tim. um, You you bet. Anytime. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And listeners, um, just hold tight because um, just a little bit, I'm going to tell you what we're going to be doing for next week. All right, Extremers, let me tell you what we're going to be doing for next week. Of course, we're going to be doing the season finale of WandaVision. I'm super excited for that. But my guest for next week is going to be none other than returning guest Devin. She's coming on, and we're going to be talking about the, one of the biggest drops that we're going to get on Disney Plus probably for this year. The new movie, Raya and the Last Dragon. So again, this is much like Mulan as that came out earlier this past fall, where you had to pay um, premium price in order to watch that. So I'm hoping that you guys will enjoy it and and rent it or buy that um, if you're planning on it. But that's what we're going to be talking about for next week's show. Watch it, tune in, and then also listen in on our review of WandaVision. All right, I will see you guys next week. Bye-bye.